You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world, according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is risen. The Blue Meanie (laughs) is here, Meanie. Welcome back. (laughs) How are you? What's Uh, on your mind? I am feeling well-rested. Uh, <laughs> a little hungover, but uh, well rested. Yeah, uh, definitely, it's do good that to be alive. It's good. It's good to be alive again. So, you know, I was pronounced uh, dead via Wikipedia, which is such a reliable source. Uh, but it's 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 good to you know, you know, it was good to visit some friends for a little bit and you know say hey what's up and then come back and uh, join the show. So yes. I uh, I have uh, I am risen and I am dancing. So, um, Wikipedia mentioned uh, I don't know if they had it on there or not. How your son uh, dealt with the news? Um, <laughs> I uh, the same person I had uh, try to fix my death. Uh, had him try. I said, "Can you fix this shit too? Yeah, please." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I think it's off the site, but for some reason it still shows up on Google. Hmm. Uh, like if you Google me, you know, if you do Google Blue Meanie Wikipedia, all that other gar- that other nonsense shows up. And um, but if you go to actual Wikipedia, I think it's off. I just got to hmm. figure out how to get it off the Google gimmick. Yeah, do you know what I mean. I see Google here. Your spouse is still listed. <laughs> Right, um, but so if you go to now go to Wikipedia itself Wiki- and not the Google, so it Wikipedia, should be off there. It does not. Yeah, so yeah, so it's updated. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know how often they. Yeah, because all that stuff seems to be off of the Wikipedia. But then I guess there's like I don't know. Maybe there's a certain amount of time where it goes through to. Maybe, maybe, and it's funny because. Um, yeah, I was in I was in Long Island uh doing a virtual signing for the fine folks at K and S. And we're doing it. I'm signing a bunch of stuff. A guy goes, Do you know Wikipedia says lists you as being dead? And it didn't even phase me at first, you know, 'cause uh you know, uh unfortunately people in the past are going, Hey man, I heard you were dead and I'm just like, Well, boo. Uh I'm a ghost, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, 
And I was like, man, where do people, not, not decaying us guys, but like in the past, I've had, like, I've literally had somebody go, ah, oh, Boomy, hey, how you doing, pal? Oh, I thought you were dead. You know, why would you say that to somebody? You know, like, what, like on what planet is it okay to go, oh, man, great to meet you. I thought you were dead. You know, it's like, oh, well, thanks. So uh, I'm signing, and he said it, and it didn't even phase me at first. I went, yeah, uh, Wikipedia, they said I'm, I'm married with a kid, too, and, 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 and I just went back to signing. And then um, <laughs> I forget what I, I, we got home. Uh, from I was like, you know, I I also joked on Twitter. I was like, well, I drove through Long Island, so you know, maybe my Fitbit, you know, uh, <laughs> alerted Wikipedia that my will to live had uh, passed. You know, <laughs> driving through fucking Long Island is the worst traffic ever. And we'll get back to this death nonsense in a second, but good fucking lord, it, it, the signing was 132 miles from my house. Would you figure if you're doing 65? You know, you could get that in like two and a half hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, you, usually I could get up to seven seventy-five, and uh, no, for one hundred and thirty-two miles, it took me four and a half hours. So by the time I got there, and the guy, I was just like mentally drained from literally sitting there doing, you know, stopping and starting and stopping and starting, and. Uh, yeah, so when he, he, the guy, you know, Ken brought it up, I was like, uh, yeah, not dead. Uh, so thank you, Wikipedia. Was it was it traffic <laughs> that took you so long to just get there, or was it just that's? It's it, it's traffic. There, the, the traffic there is just so bad. Oh, I meant like, Before, it, was there like construction? Was there like abnormal no. traffic, or this is the traffic to expect? Well, here's ir- ironically. There was, like, one accident near JFK Airport. Like, mm-hmm. we're like, all right. And then we're driving, and there's a fucking DeLorean broke down on the side <laughs> of the road. I'm going, DeLorean, DeLorean, DeLorean. I was trying to grab my phone. You know, we're going slow enough to try to take a photo. I was like, nah. There's, like, a, a cop car, a DeLorean, and just two guys sitting on the, the the fucking median thing. And I was like, oh, my God, there's a DeLorean. What the fuck? And uh, I was like, well, yeah, that explains some of the traffic. But then I posted it on social media. I was like, yeah, well, it took me four and a half hours to go 132 miles. And everybody else said, yeah, it's probably like the worst traffic ever in the world. And when you're going that slow uh, and you're taking that long to go such a short distance, you start doing equations in your head of, you know where I could be right now in four and a half? I could be almost in Pittsburgh right now. I could be almost in Boston. I, I could have went to uh, Jimmy's Seafood in Baltimore and been back by now. Yeah. You know, just you just start thinking, man, I could have gone literally anywhere and been there sooner. Fun fact <laughs> about broken down DeLorean. Um, it yes. wasn't broken down. The cop actually pulled them over there on the side of the road, going, trying to get up to 88 miles per hour so that they could jump to the future and not have to sit in traffic. Got pulled over. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's, you know, the drawbacks of, you know, having a time machine that needs you to go 88 miles per hour. Yep. But, uh, yeah, but the, the, the signing went great. Uh, and a little fun thing we did was um, we get off the exit and it says Amityville. I'm like, oh, so after the signing, we say we drove by the uh, Amityville Horror House. Oh wow, 
it, uh, it was like a, a, a quick little, a slow little, it was like the slowest drive by. I was like, I didn't want to get out and be that creeper and be like, mm. I'm sure they got everybody, you know, taking photos outside their house, whoever owns it now. And you had just so died I was like, and everything too. So it's, well, like, yeah. it's a little on the nose, I think, to go. Yeah. I don't want to uh, stir up any uh, more rumors <laughs> or, uh, or uh, get into a fight with a ghost, you know. You think know, about dead how all. great that would have been, though, for you to be noticed. Uh, at the Amityville Horror House. Be like, Blue Meanie is announced as being dead. Then the next thing is, no, Blue Meanie's not dead. I just saw him lurking around outside the Amityville Horror House. That's Be like, well, that doesn't so really fun. confirm or deny. But, uh, no. Well, hey, I'm not listen, helping my own cause. We're really glad that you're alive. Um, oh, me too. I'm just glad I saw it. I was, uh, I was watching... Um, your feed, I want to say it was, um, I don't remember which Patreon member, uh, but somebody posted your feed into the Facebook, uh, the Patreon Facebook page that we have, uh, by the way, yes. patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. And, uh, so it's like, I Oh, dare, okay, yeah. let me check it out. And in there, that's when they like mentioned some, that I saw the thing when it was mentioned. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, had I not seen that, but instead just rant, like, that would have been a, a like a, a bit of a shock, and I wondered like how many people, how many people actually noticed it. Like, first of all, why was that guy on Wikipedia? Who noticed? You know, know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how it came up to where he would have noticed it while I was at the signing. Yeah, you know, and I was like messaging him, "Hey, man, uh, gonna be late, uh, stuck in traffic." And uh, he was just like, oh, yeah, you're fine. You know, we'll, we'll roll in, you know, we'll roll the live feed when you get here. And I was like, okay. But imagine if I, if I hadn't given him a head up, heads up and yeah. then reach Wikipedia that says, I'm dead that day. And then like, well, that I was show the- up and he, he let me say, I show up and he, he has left because he thought, uh, you know, I'm not coming. <laughs> well, that was the weird thing too, was that it was that day. Yeah. Like that it was discovered that day. Cause I almost feel like, like that's like how many people are not saying that you don't have a, a you know a great Wikipedia page to check out, but like it just seems so weird that anyone was just like, hey, why don't I check it out on the same day that somebody decided to say you were dead? And I also like I don't get that. I don't. I've never understood the death hoax thing. Right. Like, right. who exactly are you trying to? I guess maybe the idea is like, how big can we get this? This hoax to be, but I don't know. But it's so weird. I got a I got a text from um, Chris Jericho, yeah. and he said, uh, "Hey man, sorry to hear you died. Can I have your uh, Van Halen collection?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he went on to congratulate me. He's like, "Hey man, I've been uh, dead on Wikipedia three times, so wow. I, I felt accomplished." Yeah, I felt accomplished that somebody go out of their way to uh, do such a thing. You know, hey. Yeah. They don't just do that to anybody, you know. It's true, though. It's true. You know, they always say, like, you know, you know you've made it when uh, you get, like, bad press or you get, the, you know, because, like, nobody gives bad press to people who don't matter, you know? Yeah. Like, they just ignore it. They don't say anything. Um, so, yeah, so that's it. You, you know you made it because you were pronounced you've made it when. Yeah, you, you've made it when you know... You become a, a Simpsons reference, a Weird Al song, or pronounced dead on Wikipedia. Yeah. So, oh, hey, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, hey, you win nothing, sir. Uh, <laughs> well, a, a new lease on life, apparently. 
Yeah, I got to see uh, when the expiration on the lease is, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was, it, it, it was cool. It kind of, you know, everybody picked it up and had fun with it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It would have been nice if they mentioned our podcast right? in these uh, news articles. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, <sighs> uh, maybe maybe they will for the next uh, time. Yeah, right. I uh, re- have a resurrection. Oh, man. Well, Again, you know, I did it I, in one day too, so that's got to be some kind of record. What's that? You know, I, in one I, day, well, right? Yeah, I reincarnated or you know, reactivated. Yeah, I rebooted, Re- resurrected, you know, and, uh, popped the blue chew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one day, man. So that's got to be a record. Yeah, no, I, you know what? <laughs> I'm proud of you for that. Well, thank you, sir. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, no, I, 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 there was no way I could could have died. I mean, McCusker's just you know opened up, I, and they dusted off my pitcher, so I had to, you know, do that. You know, at least before you know I die, I have one more, a couple more rounds of McCusker's. Yeah, know? I mean, if anybody was wondering why you sound so, you know, what kind mellow, of so mellow, uh, McCusker's is open, and you went last <laughs> night, so <laughs> yeah, I, I am. In the, in the words of uh, Brian Fantana from Anchorman, I am hungover. <laughs> As he pours the coffee. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, gone twice so far. Awesome. Uh, post, uh, we're, I guess it's post-apocalyptic. But uh, I guess, is that like the, the I've always wondered like when, when can we call it, you know? I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, when did the Attitude Era really end? When yeah. did the apocalypse really end? Um, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, hey, it was good, it was good to get back. Um, you know, they could have opened up sooner, but, you know, the city wanted them to jump through all these hoops. You know, well, you got to get a permit this. You got to sell food. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they're like, you know what? Uh, fuck you. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> we'll just stay closed. Um you know, because they made all these, you know, all the bars in South Philly, you know, you can go in there, but you had to be served food with your drink. So to get around at certain bars or giving popcorn or they're giving pop tarts right. and stuff like that. Oh, here's your food. And, um, and then like you had to get like permits for like, you had to do outside, uh, outside, you could do outside seating. So these people are building additions, like taking up valuable mm-hmm. parking spots in South Philly. Just set up uh, like a, a thing where you could put tables and stuff like that. Oh, man. And, uh, you, you know, you were allowed to serve uh, drinks to go, you know, like uh, mixed drinks to go. So now that, you know, the uh, mandate on the masks, in the, at least in Philly, are done. They were done on the 11th. And they, they, you know, you can no longer sell drinks to go. You, mm-hmm. you, all this other stuff that they made you jump through hoops to uh, buy permits for. Well, you can't do it anymore. So... There's there's that money. money well spent. Yeah, they made their money. Uh, but yeah, like I said, McCuskers owns the uh, the land. Uh, yeah. They own the building. Uh, the, basically, they're just paying the utilities, you know. Yeah, and stuff like that. Why they were closed. So it it was cool to you know, just get back and uh, you know the first night we went, it was uh, it was a Wednesday and Dougie was uh, bartending. And, you know, just gave him a big old hug. And uh, we just caught up, and then last night um, we went. He's like, "Let's let's get out of the house, you know. Let's go let's do something." 
and uh, his bro- his twin brother Ryan was a bartender. It was so good to see him too. And uh, you know, we did the responsible thing. We took a lift and all that stuff. And you know, you know, I I don't I had to uh, check my uh, lift records to see what time I actually got home because I don't remember <laughs> getting home. So it's just like, oh oh, one thirty. Okay, yeah. and uh, I have to be up at what seven? Awesome. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm such such a glutton, such a glutton. Uh, Shackleford says, Shackleford. Uh, I saw the strip club in South Philly had a tent up. I don't know if that's like a pitching a tent joke or if that was actually uh, no. Uh, there's a strip club actually near where I go to the Dunkin' Donuts across from the Dunkin' Donuts. I go to it's called Cheerleaders. Nice. Well, a lot of well, then again, a lot of the strip clubs because you have to have outdoor seating. Mm. So to get around that, they uh, you know put a tent oh, outside they, in the parking lot. They had to because yeah. I'm pretty sure they couldn't have outdoor stripping. So right, yeah. but uh, well, it could, yeah. but uh, that'd be like backyard wrestling for stripping. I don't know, um, but yeah, just. Um, and in the winter, like uh, well, at least cheerleaders, they had like bought like heaters to to like pump heat into the tent and stuff like that. Nice. So I don't know. I mean, it's still up. Maybe they're going to take advantage of this extra space, and maybe they figured they could charge more uh, more per head per head if they had this outdoor tent and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know if they're allowed to do that just because it's an outdoor knows? tent. If they can charge for head, I'm pretty sure they. It's just there's a no touching. There's unless I'm misunderstanding. Well, no, there's. Uh, I mean, like, there's a there's a cover fee to get in the the building. Like, uh, uh, I was making a head joke. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> never mind. Oh, well, I know you're a real estate agent, so I knew. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I'm we're getting talking I'm turkey get, here. You, you're treating me with respect, like I'm getting technical and I'm making a joke about. I, I don't think they're allowed to give head. Um, uh, <laughs> dude, I am. I'm, I'm hungover, so. Um, uh, you, you could have told me anything right there and I just would be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's I, good be- I totally believe you. I have man. not, I <laughs> do not have the willpower. Oh man. To, uh, yeah. Well, to, uh, and I'm not one of those guys, you know, I hate those fucking people when you say something to them, you, you see them pick up their phone and they start Googling like I'm a liar. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, you, you don't have to fact check me right don't. in front of me, you know? First T-shirt we had. Don't fact check. Me. Yeah, yeah, yep. So it's what they call a callback. Sixty-six weeks later. But, uh, <laughs> oh, not yet. Not not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Uh, Sorry, I had to take a. We drink will be there. seeing Joel a little later tonight, though. When we finish record, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and when we finish recording, we'll be recording that was extreme. Brad free. Be funny if we. Were- It'd be funny if we run long and Joel just does a run in on our podcast because <laughs> we use the same link for both shows. Yeah, so. he's I don't uh, know. Uh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. That would be good because it would mean that Joel was on time. So yeah, hey, yeah. that train's never late. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh man, so let's see what else we have on the uh, on the notes here. Um, the itinerary. You came back to life. Came uh, back to life. I feel dead. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a. I got a, I, what's I have that? some. Uh, I have some. Uh, well, since it's called me, you know, some people call it meanie Easter, and some people could join the two words and called it Meester. 
There will be some uh, Meester shirts uh, yeah. I like available Meester. soon. I like yeah. Meester. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, yeah, if you, I, can't, I, I, if you so, can't make money off of your own death, what can you do? I, well, I got I got funeral costs to to pay. You know, you know, dying isn't cheap. No. Like Van Halen saying, they get you coming in and they get you going out, in and out. You know, the problem for you though is most people they just have their loved ones deal with it. Um, yeah, but you went ahead and resurrected yourself and now you're yeah. the one stuck flipping the bill here so yeah yeah what a rib <laughs> <laughs> oh I died. I died i died what a rib yeah big rib ink but uh <laughs> 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 are people as are our uh our patreon folks still in the room or do they hey, bail in this conversation they, they all left uh no we've got yeah. actually a pretty good one of our best turnouts for live uh, apparently we thought we were going to be a um, a lead-in for AEW Dynamite, but apparently AEW Dynamite is still not on Wednesdays. Um, I don't know. The, the the Apparently, there's still basketball going on, which is weird because the Sixers, they finished. So, I don't, Yeah, you know. The, the Sixers' last game, the last game the Sixers win, I deem the championship game. <laughs> and that's it. So, congratulations to the Sixers. Um, kind of like how you're the uh, impact champion because you beat Rich Swam. It's true. It's true. Look, so. you can't. These are facts that were made up, so you can't question them. You know, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, so what else you been up to? What else is going on? Uh no good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you're not drunk or hungover, what what else have you been doing? Or dead? Probably, what else have you been doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I had a good time, man. I did two virtuals uh, last week. I did one for signedbysuperstars.com, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, I did a, you know, I did a virtual signing on a Thursday, and then Friday was the buffer. Did the virtual signing on Saturday. It was kind of like deja vu. It's like, like I don't know if it's the same crew of people going to both signings, but like people are like making the same, like, meanie references, like, who said Blue Meanie can fly in first class? Like, you know, there's a chat room and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, they're reading, like, you know, Rob from Signed by Superstars read it out loud, and I, I retold the uh, first class story. Nice. And then I drive, you know, four hours, four and a half hours to Long Island, and then somebody says the exact same thing in that chat, so I kind of had to retell that story. <laughs> Over again, just send and them then, to like, Mini Tunes. Like, I did. Oh, good. I, <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I, I did. I was like, uh, for the cliff notes, go to you know youtube.com slash mind the meaning. Yeah. But then, like, I was like, <laughs> man, this is am I high or like uh, <laughs> should I put my mask back on? <laughs> what is going on here? It's just like it, it was like reliving the same day, except you know, one ride was 45 minutes and the other one was four and a half hours, but uh. Oh, it's it's good to get out and you know be active, uh, do some signings, um, interact with uh, some folks, and uh, it was cool. It was cool. You know, it was, it was a sense of normalcy. You know, the uh, pandemic's been pretty tough. You know, on our you know everybody. You know, just mentally, just you know, living Groundhog's Day every day. So to have a reason to leave the house was it was it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. What's uh you doing on these signings? What's one of the 
like something that stands out to you, one of the weirdest things you've ever been asked to write on something? Mm. Oh, I do. That's a good question. Uh, I did, I, I did like a really, well, one of the cooler ones was, uh, there was a, a, a painting, a, a one of a kind, one off painting that, uh, they had made for signed by superstars. And there's like an Eagles fan in there uh, in the chat room. And he wanted me to sign an Eagles green, you know, fly Eagles fly the blue meanie. So that was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I signed it in, uh, in the green uh, paint marker and stuff like that. As far as anything weird, uh, not much. It, I, it, it, was, it was just, it's pretty cool. I can't think of anything, really anything over the top. Um, you know, Job Squad for Life, BWO for Life. Yeah. You know, cool stuff like that. And then and some people just wanted it signed. I was like, so they can, you know, sell it on eBay down the line. So. Sure. <laughs> well, they say that but, it, it kind of kills the... Um, the value if you write to whoever, right? Because uh, you, oh, yeah. you write to Joe, well, unless you're Joe trying to sell it to a guy named Joe. Yeah. You know. So, uh, so you're, you're, yeah, you're pretty much stuck with it. But uh, there's, I've always heard these theories too, like um, when it comes to autograph collecting, it's like uh, anything signed in blue is worth, is like valuable, but mm -hmm. like, if you want to kill the value of like anything, have like if, if deciding a green marker, it's like the value goes down or something like that. Like black or blue is like the preferred colors, green and maybe I think red as far as collectors uh, go. Is because like I remember um, last time Van Halen was in town and uh, I was like, I got to be a mark, I got to find out where they're at and at least try to meet them because I, I had a feeling this was going to be their last tour. I was like, I have a feeling Van Halen's not coming back to Philly anymore. So I have a buddy who's like an autograph hound. He knows where they're staying. He gets all these. He's got his photos. Like his uh, social media feeds, like full with all these, you know, photos. It's like, dude, do me a favor. Just let me know where Van Halen's staying. You know, I, I kind of want to go check him out. So long story short, we go down there, and uh, you know, I met Wolfie, who's a New album just came out. It's amazing. Mammoth WVH. Check it out. And then uh, Alex hung out. You know, Eddie had to bail. Dave wasn't there. But Alex hung out, and he was going to sign autographs. And, like, all these people had stuff to sign. You know, like drum heads, Van Halen drum heads, records, yeah. all that stuff. I didn't want anything signed. I just wanted to get a photo, you know, or just shake a hand, you know. So, like, I, I was like, oh, fuck. I'll have him sign my ticket. I had my tickets for that the show that night. So I was like, ah, oh, sign. But, like, his manager slash security guard goes, you will get an autograph. You will be signing with this marker, you know. And it was, like, a black marker because I think, you know, if he si if he would have signed it in blue, it would have been made the value of the, yeah. the item. More. But he made it sp He's like, specifically, my marker. And it just made me think <laughs> of that. So... I think about that every time I do a signing too. Like if I sign in a different color, it's like, huh, I wonder if this is killing the uh, the value. You know, well, I'm glad to hear that the uh, the blue is apparently the highest value because that's what we signed all of our uh, toys <laughs> figures. And which, by the way, yeah, man. By the way, I've uncovered a couple uh, signed ones, so we've got like four signed ones left. Nice. Uh, 
So get on it, everybody. Uh, we still have a few. I've seen people posting online that they're, uh, yeah. you know, all of their pi- uh, pictures of them, and then people go, oh, man, I wish I had some more so I could, you know, let them breathe. And uh, we've got some damaged packaging ones. Basically, all that all that means, damaged packaging, is the card is is bent or there might be a little tear on it or something. If you're opening it up anyway, it really doesn't matter. The figures are all still sealed in. Um, it's just... These are not ones that we would sell. These are not ones that we would traditionally send to people because if people want to display it mint on card, we can't send them, you know, something destroyed. So, uh, so you can get them a couple bucks cheaper over at mindofthemeanie.com. So check it out. Um, they're still available. And as soon as, I mean, Meanie's already back out there doing stuff. We're going to be doing stuff uh, August 7th, which we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, as Meanie's getting back out there, guys, you're going to be, uh, there aren't going to be any figures left pretty much, you know, they're going to be there. He's going to be able to sell them at a table and that's it. Um, we don't have that many left. So, uh, once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. Once they're gone, they're gone. There will, there will never be a reprinting of these figures. I can't say that there'll never be another cello toys, blue meanie or Josh Chernoff. Um, because I'm pretty confident I'd be wrong, but, <laughs> this two pack, I mean, two packs in general, we've talked about that meaning on the show, you know, the yeah. cella wasn't, it didn't work out well, um, from shipping. And I think that's it. Even, even if they said, no, they sold so well, we need to do another one. They'd be different in some way. They'd be different. The package would be different. Yeah. The figures themselves would be different. So if you are a completist and you want every blue meanie figure, um, do it and, uh, get on it. Yeah. They're actually, you know, people are selling them on uh, eBay. Um, already. People are already selling them on eBay, uh, marked up. So, again, why, don't go to eBay. <laughs> We're still selling them for cheaper. Um, yeah. Somebody was selling a loose. And signed. They were selling loose figures of you and a loose figure of me individually. And I think my loose one was going for like 20 bucks, and yours was like 35 or something like that. That's insane. Um, yeah, it, 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 to me, you can for the like, I just get it, get it mint on card. You're paying less. Like you're gonna pay less than that. Like if you bought yeah. your figure uh, out of package on eBay for thirty five and mine for twenty, that is a good ten bucks more. That's like twelve dollars more, I think, actually, than if you got the damaged packaging one. What? What are you doing? Like, I love having being a part of a secondary yeah. market, but what are you doing? Don't don't do that. Yeah, I don't get it. You know, uh, and get it from the source. You know, yeah. uh, you can get it signed. Yep. You know, uh, but uh, Devin Miller, uh, uh, piggybacking off the other question, what is the weirdest thing you've signed? So you haven't been asked to sign too many like weird phrases. But what is the weirdest thing you've actually had to autograph or been asked to autograph? Oh, man. Other than like a human body part? Uh, I guess it depends on the body part. Yeah, I think I've signed a car. Um, wow. You know, if somebody, I don't know if they were going to get like clear coated over or whatever. <laughs> <You just go. laughs> All right, I'll sign it. You know, or, you know I've, I've signed somebody's dashboard too once, which was weird. You know, it's just like, all right, well, what are you doing? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. Um, 
Yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, other than that, I've signed like an arm. I might have signed a forehead or two. Uh, and, you know, you have kids trying to sign my shirt, and you're like, you realize that's their school shirt, and you're like, hey, uh, you're not going to heat get heat with your parents for me ruining <laughs> your your uh, school shirt here, and oh no, whatever. But uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would have to say, like, there was, like, a dashboard once. And, yeah, two parts of a car, a dashboard and a hood. And I was like, wow. I don't I don't know how this is going to stay here, but. Uh, two different cars? Uh, yeah, two different cars. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you reminded me of a story, the, um, not so much, not really a story, but just a thing, the, uh, with the kids' shirts. When I was in OVW, I remember these kids after a show, or maybe it was like during intermission, came over with their sneakers and wanted a bunch of us to yeah. sign their sneakers. And I remember thinking the same thing, like, dude, these are these look nice. These are nice, clean sneakers. Like, this doesn't seem yeah. like a good idea. You know, this <laughs> really doesn't seem like a good idea, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would not be They're, happy I, if my kids came home with signed sneakers well i guess it depends on who signed them right yeah right are you going to put them on the wall and display them yeah are you going going to continue to wear and risk getting them scuffed and you know then you do you lose the uh the autograph you know you know yeah it totally doesn't make any sense or you know i can see if it was like maybe like a cut you know a lot of people do the custom sneakers now Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the custom artwork and they, they re, you know, they'll get a, like a white sneaker and, and repaint it like all different kinds of ways. And I can see you getting like, you know, something like that signed. Like if you do like something dedicated to your favorite sports team right. or wrestler or musician or whatever, have that person sign it and then all that. You know, yeah. Put that up I mean, that's show. a totally different story. And that, that makes a lot of sense. But you know, to sign something you could possibly just walk through dog shit in, you know, it just doesn't seem. <laughs> you know, listen, man. They're asking uh, for my autograph and and like Johnny Punch. Like I, I don't care what sneakers these are, or whatever. There is no excuse for putting that on your wall. So <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what happened there, but I've or what people, happened to Johnny uh, Punch? I don't know. Yeah, I've seen people uh, get their shoes gorilla glued to the wall <laughs> in the locker room. Yeah, I just get some old gorilla glue and put it sole first on the wall, so it looks like there was somebody was walking up the wall and fell out of their shoes or something. Like that, yeah. Did you ever see the thing about that woman who used gorilla glue on her hair? Yes. Yeah, I think it like eventually was okay, but it wasn't for a really long time. Yeah, I I don't know how you think that's okay and be have the patience to wait for it to grow out so you can basically you would probably have to shave your head yeah right? i mean the patience to let it grow out you you, you don't you don't really have much of a choice i guess right yeah you feel like a you know you feel like you have like action figure hair you know just like a, <laughs> it's stuck in place and it's you know oh, it feels man. plasticky you know just ugh. um when, when, when i was a kid I know I knew of older women like my mom, grandmom, and like the other old ladies and you know their friends would put mayonnaise in their hair because apparently the egg and the protein the protein of the eggs and the mayonnaise made your he- hair healthier or something. That was like a thing in the seventies or mm. something like that. I remember I remember women 
you know, little old biddies doing that <laughs> with their, their hair, you know, and then just washing it out in the sink. Wow. And it's like, it's like, it's like the weird things you think of when, you know, you're a kid, you know, that nobody really does anymore, you know. But now, I guess, they, you know, they got the shampoos and stuff like that. They come with the, the, the protein extract or whatever that you can yeah. put in your hair without having to actually, you know, put fucking mayonnaise in your hair. I don't know. So, Slichter says, uh, I don't know if this is, God, this is like, why is this so big on the uh, screen here? Well, anyway. Hey, hey, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a human being, and I have feelings. You don't have to. <laughs> oh, I know I, it's summer, and I put some weight on, dude. Oh, man. Well, so Slichter uh, says she got a deal to sell hair products now. It's on Cameo for like $500. And, well, fuck uh, me. Yeah. And uh, Sean Jones says she started her own line of hair care products. Uh, and of, Vanessa of, says, of don't give Bill after any comb-over ideas. Ooh. Man. Bill, you give Bill the idea, he will grab that uh, that last strand and glue it right onto the top of his head, so nobody. Yeah, can I mean, yeah, it's pretty much like like a like a Mister Softy, <laughs> you know, cur- curly cue on the top of his head. You yeah, know? he'll he'll give you the theme song too, uh, dude. I never knew that Mister Softy had uh, the theme song had lyrics until Bill Apter told me at the convention. I was like, of course, but you know this, Bill. Did, did but you then I, I also, I, uh, I did not, but there's also a really good podcast I listened to called Legends of Philadelphia uh, by the guys at, at South Fellini on uh, Pashunk Avenue. They have a store. It's called South Fellini. And uh, though they do like an hour podcast and they talk about like folk, Philadelphia folklore. And they just did a whole episode on Mr. Softy. And uh, I didn't even realize this too, but there was like, uh, the Mr. Softy song not only had lyrics, which they, you know, they played and whatever, but um, rival ice cream truck drivers would purposely use Pop Goes the Weasel because Pop Goes the Weasel and the Mr. Softy, Mr. Softy theme are so close that people run out thinking they're getting Mr. Softy wow. and they're, they're actually getting their... A, a different brand of ice cream instead, and they figure, oh, well, we're here. We might as well get this one, you know? I have always wondered why Pop Goes the Weasel was the go-to yeah. for, uh, but for it, ice cream it's, trucks. Wow. Because it, it, it's so close to Mr. Softy. But you're talking about <laughs> Philly. So Mr. Softy is a Philly thing. Ba- uh, basically. Okay. Yeah, well, so or, I'm or, wondering. At least, or at least at least start it in Philly and just branched out. Wow. There's, so- a, there's a place over – there's a uh, – they have like a headquarters over in Jersey. So I've driven by a parking lot, and it's like it was full of nothing but Mister Softy trucks. <laughs> so, I want to say Cinnamonson or something like that. Our listeners are from all over the place, mostly outside of uh, the Philadelphia area. So anybody yeah. who's who's uh, on here for Patreon right now, or if you're just listening, feel free to to tweet us at Mind of the Meanie. Um, ice cream trucks that go through your neighborhood, or will be there at school, you know, when, you, when you're coming out uh, once it gets warm. The ice cream truck, does it have uh, Pop Goes the Weasel where you are? I never thought about that. I don't think I've ever experienced an ice, an ice cream truck anywhere other than Pennsylvania, so I don't really know. James Sorensen's in Nebraska. Yeah, so James, let us know, bud. The, uh, ice cream trucks, is it Pop Goes the Weasel? And we'll wait. Let me... Yeah, let me see if I could bring it up. 
on the uh, the YouTube here, uh, Mr. Softy. And uh, while he's bringing up Mr. Softy, I will. Uh... Oh wait, hold on. I only know of Mr. Softy because <laughs> of Curb Your Enthusiasm. This is Travis. They had a truck. Uh, oh, uh, Richmond, Virginia. When I was there, though, um, Jonathan Chambers says, "Pop goes the weasel in Scotland." Okay, so I guess that's not. Maybe it started in. I I don't know. Maybe it started in Philly. Maybe it's. Maybe it didn't. I found a. I found the Mister Softy theme. Yeah. Somebody looped it for twelve hours. Oh my god. So let's see if this plays. Hopefully, there's no. Can you hear that? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very similar to Pop Goes the Weasel. Yeah. Here's my favorite part. Clap, clap. <laughs> wow. As a kid, I was always waiting for that part. And now, let me see if I can find Pop Goes the Weasel. Pop Goes the Weasel. I typed in Pop Goes to Weasel and Pop Goes to Weasel creepy version came up. I'm nice. like, all right. Uh, so. Speaking of creepy so, versions, Vanessa Bello. Oh, never mind. I ain't going to play that. <laughs> uh, Vanessa Bello says, used to live a few streets away from someone who owned a food truck and would play the entertainer while it was parked in his driveway after sundown. It would creep through the woods and sound very creepy. The entertainer, like Billy Joel's the entertainer? That, I, that's what my mind went to. Um, I'm the entertainer. <laughs> so it was creepy, like you thought just Billy Joel was just out there in the woods singing to you? Yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry, ma'am. We only do Wandering down by the river of dreams and trying to. Yeah. Oh, Looking for man. an uptown girl. James says, I wish it was the BWO theme. Um, ah. There you go. Mind of the mini ice cream bars. <laughs> um, hey, but while we're while we're talking about all this stuff, we can take a a, a brief time out to just talk about um, our appearance coming up August seventh. Absolutely. Uh, the Brothers Gatter Studio. Um, somebody shared on social media. Uh, the Brothers Gatter were at. Um, they they were out selling some of their art at a, a street show. And someone was like, oh, there's a poster there. And it had a picture of you, meaning a picture of me. And it was promoting the event. But I noticed off to the left, peeking over behind that behind that poster was a blue meanie wrestling buddy. And so cool. it was there and it, it looked really good. Um, so yes, the brothers got her making the, Blue Meanie and Josh Chernoff, uh wrestling buddies, which can be bought individually or, of course, a package deal for Mind of the Meanie. And Mind of the Meanie will be there in person for a meet and greet uh, and buddy signing. It's, of course, the Blue Meanie and myself who will be there. Uh, the time will be 1.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So that's, you know, get that straight because um, that's been confusing to me. Although they then have later on their website, one thirty to four thirty Eastern time. So I'm going to run that one back and say, we don't know, uh, but be there anyway. Um, join us August 7th, 2021 at the brothers Gatter studio and store 
from 1.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m., either Mountain Time or Eastern Time, uh, either way, just show up. Uh, they will have myself and Meanie there. Uh, we'll be doing the podcast from there and a unique meet and greet and buddy signing event. Uh, we'll be hanging out all day long talking wrestling, art, uh, family, and maybe even legendary monsters. So that'll be exciting to see yeah. what that is all about. Uh, but yeah, so you can go uh, get the Collector Wrestling Buddy signed in person. Uh, you can get their Mind and Body sticker, which is so cool. Uh, and then the Blue Blot 8x10 original art print, which I'm just waiting, meaning I want to get my hands on all of these things. Um, I can't wait. And then we've got a photo op uh, with your your personal camera. Uh, come on in, grab a picture with us. Uh, limited to a thousand pictures, you know, it's how many you can click at a time. Um, and uh, yeah, and of course the meet and greet. Now, if you can't make it, if you can make it, show up. We're just telling you, just show up, be there. What are you doing? Uh, but if you can't make it, that's okay because you can also go to brothersgatter.com. That's brothers, G-A-D-D-O-R.com. And you can RSVP, reserve your spot for a virtual meet and greet as well um, to make sure that you'll be able to be on there. It's not just going to be watching us. Uh, and from what I understand, it's not even going to be like a lot of the virtual signings, like meaning like you were a part of. Um, I think it's going to be more along the lines of like a Zoom type situation where you'll actually be able to come in there and we will see each other and be able to actually awesome. chat. Uh, at least I know that is their intention. So we'll we'll keep you posted on that. Um, but yeah, but definitely if you can't be there in person and you're thinking about getting these wrestling buddies, get the experience. Get the whole experience. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but again, if you're looking to be there in person, the studio, it's the Brothers Gatter Studio and Store 4317 Main Street, Port Henry, New York, 12974 in the good old U.S. of A. Um, nice. So, yeah, please uh, please join us. Come on out. Say hello. We're excited to be there, um, and we're excited to meet all of you and see you and excited to see these buddies, uh, which I, I understand meaning are probably on their way to us at this point. Um, that, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, so we'll be able to hold them up yeah, on camera. Yeah, yeah, it's just so cool to have, like, a... A first of any kind of, yeah, you know, like as far as merch, is the first ever Blue Mini uh, Buddy. Yeah. So it's going to be very cool. I'm very proud of it. Uh, I'm, pr- you know, so cool that, you know, you know like I said, I say this with everything. Money, it's a, it's an investment. Uh, the, this company's, you know, the Brothers Gatter are, you know, they're artists, but they're also businessmen. And this is quite an investment on their part to trust us to, deliver on the uh, the return yeah. of this investment that they're taking in us, you know, our podcast and us as individuals. So that said, uh, you know, thank you so much to them. Uh, thank you to everybody, you know, you know, that's, uh, you know, giving us feedback, you know, online about how, how cool these things look and stuff like that. And yeah, I can't wait, man. It's, it's exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, don't, you know, if you're not gonna, if you don't want to do it to support us, support them because they really did put yeah. their trust in us, and they're gonna be so let down. So just you know, <laughs> support small business. Yeah, know? support small, but that's another. Yeah, they're a small business uh, yeah. that they're 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 kicking out of this pandemic, going absolutely you know, as strong as they can, and uh, and also just in general, I'm gonna have to get some more information for next week about the whole event that's happening in Port Henry, New York. 
that weekend. Because it's just a part of it. You'll be able to walk down Main Street and stores will be having, they'll be open with all kinds of fun activities. Um, and there's like, there's a monster there. I believe his name's Champy. Um, okay. And he's like lives in the lake or something. And, and uh, I really am not well versed in this. So I'm excited to learn about it. And we're all going to learn together on August 7th. Uh, but apparently there's like a, like a, a shoot monster that, that lives there. Um, and, uh, or so they say, so, you know, I'm excited. I'm all for it. Yeah. I want to see what this is all about. Uh, might take a road trip down to the beach there to look into, you know, go, go wade around in the water looking for a champy, but, uh, (laughs) it's gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun, but yeah. So again, August 7th, uh, don't miss out. And, uh, if you can't be there in person, um, as they say, if you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. Um, uh, what is Vanessa? Oh, I thought she's, I thought Vanessa was just telling us that she threw up in the group. She's saying, I'll throw, (laughs) I'll throw it up in the group after I find it. Okay. She's looking, she says, no, the entertainer goes on with the show. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Send it to the group. Yeah. Yeah. Send, send it to the group. Uh, and if you are listening to this and you're going, well, then I'll never find out. Well, you can. Pretty simple. Go yeah. to uh, yeah. patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. And then we'll let you in our uh, our club. Yeah. We'll tell you the password and everything. Yeah. There'll be punch and pie and mm-hmm. activities. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll be punch and pie. What? Uh, hurry, right. up, hurry up before I die again. All right. Um. <laughs> speaking of hurrying up uh, and speaking of you dying again, because I'm sure these questions are going to come. You want to do uh, Ask Meanie? I would love to. All right, let's go ahead and do that. Ask me something. <laughs> I wish I could do that right now, but uh, I have a feeling it would have company. Oh my. Um. Yeah, we don't. We don't need that. Uh. All right. What do we have here? Bingo. Bingo. Stand my underwear. Um. Here's. Let's see. What we got. It's a bunch of new ones. Uh, Andy Slichter writes, what were your thoughts on the China documentary? I honestly haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? Oh, my. Yeah. That was a rough watch. Yeah. Um, the whole time, I was just, I felt like I wanted to re- reach in through the, the TV screen and pull her out mm-hmm. and just say, hey, I'll take care of you. Now, it's kind of those things, you know, I'm sure a lot of people who knew her are like, man, I wish I knew. That she, uh, eventually, it boils down to, uh, you know, she, she, you know, everybody knows how she got screwed over, and then she moved to Japan to be a school teacher for a little bit, and then uh, she had this manager guy who uh, wanted to bring her back and rebuild her career, and you could just tell this guy was just in it for himself, pretty much. You know, and, uh, you know, it just, it, it, I won't go too far into it because, you know, people should watch it, but it, it was, it was heartbreaking to watch. She's, she was vulnerable. She's, she's very sweet, very sweet person, very awesome, caring person who just wanted to be loved and, uh, people took advantage of her, you know. But uh, yeah, definitely watch it out. Watch it. Um, you know, shout out to the device. I think uh, 
Evan Husney also helped out, mm-hmm. you know, from uh, Dark Side. Yeah. So they uh, did a little cross uh, cross pollination uh, with yeah. helping that. But yeah, it was very well done. Hour and a half with uh, without the commercials, and uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, more people get to see this documentary. Hopefully, you know, because uh, there's a, a lesson to be told there. Um, Chris at Chris WD 2009 writes, what do Josh and the blue meanie think were their biggest mistakes creatively during their time as wrestling promoters slash bookers? Um, uh, I don't know. I did. I did a lot because the one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is relying too much on the internet. Like they think it's like feel the dreams, book it, and they will come. But I I did a lot of I pounded a lot of pavements, man. Uh, between flyering and you know I would make thousands of flyers and I'd go hit up every mall, strip club, uh, same hard days work. You know, yeah, diners. You know, just flyering cars and just you know finding small businesses that'll let you put up a, a poster in the window, stuff like that. And uh, biggest mistake, um, I'm sure there's plenty of things I could have done. I mean, we did fairly well for with 3PW. We had we we got a national DVD deal out yeah. of it. You know, we're we're doing stuff like that. Um, it just I think the timing was bad. You know, uh, there was a void in Philadelphia. ECW had just closed. We're like, man, there's this. You know, when, uh, you know, Tri-State Wrestling Alliance closed, you know, Todd Gordon and Bob Ortiz were, and Bob Lex Ortiz and Larry Winter was like, man, there's a void here. Let's create this new thing. And ECW was born. And, you know, when ECW closed, again, there's that void. And uh, we announced our first show only to find out that it's brand new uh, upstart Ring of Honor starting. <laughs> <laughs> Like the week before, so, and it's not, nothing you could control, uh, but like you know, the timing was really bad on it. Where February two thousand two, yeah, we had this. You know, they called it the Philly Indie Wars, three mm-hmm. PW versus Ring of Honor versus CZW, and then we all banded together when XPW came to town. And hey, do you know who is XP- not included in those wars? Who? TWF, which also debuted in February of 2002. Um, That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, you talk about biggest mistakes creatively, was not learning what was going on elsewhere in in the territory, for lack of a better term. And looking at it going, oh, you know what? I don't don't really know that there is a market uh, for us here, you know? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what else was I going to say? Um, yeah, XPW uh, did a stupid lease on the East Arena, kicked out uh, mm. 3PW and CZW. So the next show they ran at the arena, we purposely went head-to-head with them. <laughs> and uh, the first night drew horribly because they went head-to-head with CZW. And during that show, they announced that the show that was going head-to-head with 3PW was canceled. <laughs> So all the fans who were there who had tickets for XPW and all the talent that was in town for that show came over to our show at the Electric Factory. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, James Marvin Taylor writes, if you could reform the BWO with new members, who would be your first picks? Are we talking uh, comedy wrestlers or are we... I I mean, let's say to kind of narrow it, right? Let's say like um, WWE or NXT or whoever, like whatever roster you're most familiar with at the time right now. Let's say you get a call from, you know, Triple H and he goes, Meany, we got an idea. We want the BWO back. We want you to kind of be the, uh, you know, you're, you're almost like the manager for the new BWO. Um, come up with a, who are you putting in? We want your creativity, yeah. Meany. You're the, you're the guy behind the BWO. Who's going in the BWO? Uh, I feel so bad. He's, he's my buddy too. I'm blanking uh, half a heavy machinery. Um, Otis. Otis, mm. I would have Otis, <laughs> just because he can go, but mm. he's he's funny. Yeah, and I th- I feel I could uh, mesh with him well. Like, like we wouldn't have to. Re- we could just go out there and improv. Um, definitely Orange Cassidy, <laughs> <laughs> just because you know, you know, uh, and that's my computer uh, doing a re gimmick there all right uh, <laughs> who is this i i don't know if that bled through but um uh yeah orange cassie just because i'm so envious of how he gets away he, he does the least and gets the most reaction out of it um and then huh probably have to pick dan housen oh yeah Talking about a guy who's you created such a an over character that he's, I mean he's he's got shirts and hot topic now, mm. and he was just on Conan O'Brien, yeah. So he's super creative. Those guys, you know, I just listed are, are super creative. Yeah, you know, of course I would say uh, Drew McIntyre, but you know it's it's a comedy game, right, right? You know you can't have somebody. Yeah. You got to have people who will be funny, but also can go, you know, and. That's the cool thing about, you know, that's the thing I like about the BWO is, like, we did the the ha-has and we were fun and jovial going to the ring. But then when the heels screwed us over, we got serious. Yeah. You know, like, a lot like, you know, the public enemy would do the, oh, Johnny. <laughs> but then they would turn around and go, we're going to catch you at TCW. So I think those guys, those modern guys, that would, that would be awesome. You know, they repackaged Otis. They shaved his oh, beard. Yeah. They did this whole, like, and yeah. took away anything that made him unique. And I'm looking at that, and I'm going, man, they should have just brought the blue meanie in and made him, like, a new meanie, and you could just manage him. That would have been more entertaining than yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. But um, we got a question from uh, Shackleford here. Uh, what Shackleford. was your guys' experience and thoughts on rocking Re- on rock and Rebel? Uh uh, uh, he's a piece of shit, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean this is like a cheap plug, but if you want, we, we did talk about it on talking with friends, which is available now over at, uh, youtube.com slash. So says sure We moved it on over there to make some room, yeah. a mind of the meanie for more mind of the meanie things. Um, but, uh, I mean, he was hot because we never booked him for the TWF. Uh, so, you know. um, but uh, no, we moved it over. Shit. <laughs> we moved it over there. But uh, we had a lot of experiences. We talked about briefly talked about Rock and Rebel because we didn't want to give the guy too much 
air. Um, nah. uh, he's one of those guys who was a, a he was a piece of shit, um, yeah. a garbage human being, yes. and uh, left the world um, as a piece of shit and a garbage human being. Um, and a coward. And a coward in his final acts. Um, Google it if you want to know. But yeah. um, no, I've got, I have personally nothing. I mean, I've got stories of working with him, but they're, you know, it always comes down to self-serving piece of shit. And, uh, and, and, and even the, I, you know, the thing is, it's like, even if it was like, oh, my business dealings with him were incredible. It's like, no, he's still a piece of shit. He's a horrible person and yeah. they weren't incredible. So, you know. No, um, like, and there's people who are like, oh, he's a great guy. No, he wasn't. No. If he was nice to you, he, because, because he needed something from you. Yep. So, um, I'll say this. I was at a, you know, Johnny Diamond, uh, Um, used to run shows with Gino Moore over in Jersey. Okay. National Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um, they yes. did that movie, uh, Card Subject to Change, and yes. it's loosely filmed up there. So I was doing a Johnny Diamond show back in the day. And I forget who it was, but somebody goes, Hey, Johnny, how come you don't uh, book Rebel on your shows? I, I piped up. I said, Yeah, because you don't need a uh, license to run in New Jersey. This <laughs> is <laughs> basically the only reason why Rock and, Rock and Rebel ever had a match post ECW is because he had a promoter's license. Um. I had my own promoter's license. Part of the time when I ran stuff, it was using his license. Part of the time I had my own license, and he, I remember coming, he came into the locker room, and he's just like, hey, brother, yeah, I can't give me the whole thing. It's like, you know, uh, Frank Talent, uh, you know, I can really help out. You know, the state wants you to do this, but I know a lot. And, dude, I didn't know. I'm like, sure, yeah, thanks. Hey, anything. He's like, yeah, just, you know, book me on your shows, and I'll, I'll come, I'll work a little bit, and kind of, you know, like and it was like that it was basically don't worry i'll make sure the state doesn't take more money from you and i don't know how this works i'm a naive kid as joel right. likes to say i was 16 you know which is not true but um but uh yeah no he he was uh i mean we we got almost got thrown out of the the school where we did stuff in the gymnasium where we did our shows because he was pissing on the building and trying to get uh drugs in the parking lot from like it, it, like he's just a garbage human being and then um, he would go on the mic and just swear and yeah no matter what you told funny. him he could or yeah. couldn't say yep right yep. piece of shit he's a, a homophobic uh, uh yep he was racist he he was yep. bigoted in every single like anti-semitic just man mm. yeah um other than that great guy Great guy. Uh, um, did I say great guy? I mean a piece of great shit. land. I mean, uh, great landscaper. Yeah, I guess had a had a hell of a green thumb. Because um, he was uh, so full of shit, he had plenty of manure <laughs> to put down. Oh God. Um, Fuck him. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we have. Yeah. That. Uh, fuck him is the best way to describe it. And then we can never talk about him again. Um, yeah. Hey, Andy Slichter back for, uh, back for s'more. Um, steal what, my gimmick yeah. coming back. Me, yeah. What would be in Meanie's episode of most wanted treasures? And would, uh, Conrad Thompson be willing to drop some coin for it? 
Uh, yeah, he, I think he's got one thing from me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, cafe, brother. Yeah. Uh, somewhere I got a, a press kit from WrestleMania 4 that um, I'll, I really don't think it was made it out to the public. Hmm. It's a... Uh, it's like one of those old school like folding binders, photo of Trump Plaza, WrestleMania four, and it came with like eight by tens of Hulk Hogan, Robin Leach. Wow. All the everybody who's on the show. And then it gives you uh the cliff notes of the history of WWF, uh the the list of, you know, past champions, all this cool shit like you know, they they give out gave out to the press. And I got it because my grandfather was a security guard at Trump Plaza. And his boss knew that I was his grandson. My grandfather's grandson was, you know, me, uh, was a huge wrestling fan. So they got me into all those, you know, fan fests and stuff. But I got this binder in my house, uh, which I don't want to say it's one of a kind, but it's uh, something of a kind because I I don't think I've ever seen it out in the wild. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you got to dig that up at some point. Um, I RJ, got my itinerary. I got my itinerary for uh, WrestleMania 15. That's pretty cool like too. Thing, thing to give to talent, which really doesn't have much in it. But uh, this you is know, cool. just, it's just not something yeah. you can get at the at the uh, right. Um, I'm, I, I'm I'm probably the only guy who probably saved his. So who knows? Uh, RJ says, "Love that show. I'd kill to see a meanie or ECW based episode. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if actually there's something like that. But um, to kind of." The way you answered Andy's question was different than how I had read it, and I don't know which way he intended. But the other way that I had read it was, let's say the episode is the you're the star, like we've had the Sergeant Slaughter episode, the Ric Flair oh, episode. Oh, okay. The, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, the Jerry Lawler one like that. So let's say, and I don't, again, I don't know if this is how he meant it, but it's just how I read it. And it's interesting question is, what would be your... Like what if, if they come to you and you know Triple H calls you and you're up on that big screen, uh, and uh, you got your mind of the meanie logo behind you, um, yeah. What yeah. what would uh, what would be the thing when he goes, hey meanie, we're trying to find some uh, blue meanie or job squad or BWO artifacts or something. Is there anything that jumps out to you that where you would be like, hey, I don't know whatever happened to that, but that was a pretty cool like piece of wrestling history. I don't know. I don't know. Well, there, I there, I got gear that's out there in the wild. I just forget which gear is out there. Mm. Uh, I still have my WrestleMania 15 shirt, which uh, you know I'll, I don't think I'll ever part with. But um, you know, there's probably my blue dust robe that I know it's out there somewhere that they had professionally made for me and stuff like that. And I sold my blue dust gear. Um, I think. That would be it, honestly. If we're talking yeah. WWE looking for a blue meanie type thing, it, it would be that uh, that blue dust gear. I feel like and, would be or, the thing. There's also the BWO uh, half shirts I had airbrushed that are, I know me and Stevie sold ours. Oh, wow. They, we wore, 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 we, they were worn once. The white ones? The white ones with, with the, the blue... blue yeah. They actually even made a t-shirt of Steve, or they made a toy of Stevie in the white shirt, I believe, the, in that version. I might be wrong on that, but. 
I take it back. We wore wore them for a couple shows because there's also a photo of us from Massachusetts in, in the locker room as the BWO and a cool little piece of cafe about that photo is the lineup sheets on the wall in the background. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I got the yeah. I I sold mine, and I know Steve. I think Stevie sold his. Yeah. No, I was. Uh... I was correct. They made a uh, trying to find a good quality image of it. I can't seem to find one, but they. I don't know if you can see from here. Uh, it's tough to see oh, yeah. on the camera. But yeah, they made ECW like flashback photos and or uh, figures. I don't know why I can't say that. And uh, too many F's, brother. Yeah. And ah, here's like a better one. I don't know if you can see, but yeah, you can't really see. You can kind of see if I turn the phone like that. But yeah, I've they, seen it because people have uh, kind of made like a custom mini to go along with that one. Oh before, yeah. Before my uh, you know cello figure and before the uh, you know figures toy company yeah. figure, people have uh, made a custom blue mini to go along with that Stevie that specific Stevie one. Yeah, but I think that's pretty cool. So that's another thing that I could easily see them wanting to get, you know, because they're really, yeah. cause that show's all about like the things that had like a big part of history. So like, they're not going to just be like, oh, here's a ring worn BWO shirt of just one of the ones you could get at the stands and, you know, that you just happen right. to have worn in the ring. It's very cool. Probably go for a nice amount of money, but that's not the type of stuff they're looking for. But the, hey, here's the original airbrushed BWO shirts. That's the type of thing that I and feel each like. shirt was in the. Each shirt was individualized. What mine mm -hmm. said, the blue guy is says, awesome. you know, big Stevie cool. And then Hollywood Nova. Uh, Vanessa says, um, I remember the WWF auctioned off those great American bash big wheels. The BWO yeah. rode down to the ring versus the Mexicals. Uh, I was so close to buying it, but had no place to store it. So, ah. yeah. So the little things like that, that you could see them grabbing back. But, um, yeah, Richie from Magic helped put those together. Yeah? What what, what was the yeah. story? Give us the story behind oh, those. I think they were a different color. I think he, he might have painted those blue, and then he uh, did printouts of the BWO lettering and put them on the wheels and stuff like that. And then, like, he had extra BWO lettering. So that night when I went to the ring first to Mexico's, I put the BWO on my wrist tape that he ah. was using for the wheels and stuff like that. So... And we legit almost ate shit when those fucking things gone down the ramp too. <laughs> like, we did a, 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 a run through, and the, that that metal ramp with you know plastic wheels, just slippery on slippery. And uh, yeah, we you know Nova like Nova like skidded out, and you know you see me put down my feet, and my my expression looks like the ah uh, typical blue meanie. But I was like. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to. I want to eat shit on live pay per view. Oh man. A um, uh, couple questions left here. Yes. Um, uh, James Sorensen, did you guys plant gardens this year? Uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> we uh, well. Do you guys have Mrs. Meany? Mrs. Meany planted some stuff like uh, dill and uh, other stuff, like other kind of plants. Nice. And then we also put up a new fence in our house. So Very cool. That was an adventure. Yeah. So trying to get an eight-foot foot, eight fence through the fucking house was a Jeez. chore. We had to 
I had to cut it in half, walk it through the house, and then reassemble it on, on the other side. But Oh, wow. As far as plants, uh, yeah, Mrs. Meany's got some stuff uh, growing out there. Uh, and she tells me about it. And you can, she's can very I, proud can of I it. eat it yet? That's Yeah, that's <laughs> me. A papa bear wants to eat it. Yeah. You know? uh, Travis. Uh, what up, Trav? Patreon. Uh, what was the rowdiest concert you've been to? Out of control crowd, out of control band, maybe both. There's a legendary concert that happened in Philly that, like, a few of us who have been there go, oh, you were there too? It was uh, Metallica on the Injustice for All tour uh, at the Philadelphia Spectrum. I'd have to Google the date, but opening band was the legendary band The Cult, who I love to death. Uh, you knew the night was going to be interesting, the night. You know, they, the cult opens up, and I forget what song they're playing, but Ian Asbury, the singer, you know, sings, and he's he's banging on a tambourine. <clears throat> yeah. Looks badass. Long black hair. Wide brim, like, not a cowboy hat, but, like, almost like a Native American hat, maybe. Uh, I guess somebody was f- fucking heckling him in the front row. You know, one of the Metallica fans. Jumps off stage, punches the guy square in the face, beats the shit out of him. Gets back on the, the stage, grabs his tambourine, goes, this is fucking rock and roll. And you know, it's like, holy shit, right? Wow. So the cult set ends, and uh, the folks, fine folks at the Spectrum made the mistake of putting, having seating for Metallica. Like, there's like rows of seats and stuff like that. Instead of just like having an open floor, mm-hmm. because there's going to be a mosh pit. Yeah, and Sorensen's asking here, have you ever been in a mosh pit? Maybe once or twice, but it wasn't just wasn't for me. Yeah. I just don't like I don't like seeing anything coming from my blind spot, or I don't like being hit from behind, you know, and not yeah. seeing it coming, you know. And uh, like once in New York, we were at the limelight, and somebody started a mosh pit. And I, there was one other time, and I was just like, you know what, this shit ain't for me. So uh, Metallica comes on. And, you know, as they're setting up for Metallica, the fans decide that they're going to rip up the seats. And I'm, like, in the upper level of the spectrum looking down, and, like, worker ants, these metalheads, are picking up rows of seats and passing them back. And that row is taking them and passing them back. And they're, like, taking, like, all this flo- the seats from the floor, and they're making, like, a pile in the back of the spectrum and then, like, you see, like, seat cushions flying through the air like Frisbees <laughs> and stuff like that. And it was, like, the most, like, I think when we had the Eddie Van Halen episode, we had Joey Campbell on. I think we both talked about that concert. Yeah. Because anybody it's who's been there, like, yeah, anybody who was at that concert talks about that, you know. Because, yeah. I mean, Metallica came through one time before, and I think they had Queen Drake, but the second time they had the cult. And I was like, yeah, I want to go see the cult. And then, you know, that happened. And then after the concert, you know, you try to be a mark and hang out by the ramp and think Metallica's going to come out and sign some autographs and stuff. <laughs> and the cops did not want anybody hanging out. And this is like, they had like the police horses. Oh, wow. And yeah, and billy clubs, like, so they can reach you on top of those horses. <laughs> and I saw some guys get fucked up, you know. Man. And this was like 19, late 1980s Philly you know, uh, the kind 
police force. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, dude, I've somebody one of the cops ran into me with his fucking horse. And, and I've never been hit that hard in my life. Jeez. I looked up. He's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And I was like, "Yeah, we would, let's get the fuck out of here." And the next day, uh, I stay at my uncle's house. Yeah, you know, I was living in Lancaster at the time. At the time, we took a Greyhound up to Philly, stayed at my uncle's. I woke up the next morning. I could not move my head or neck. I was just like, hey, guys, how you doing? You know, just, but, yeah, that concert, anybody who's been, I'm sure there's a bootleg out there somewhere. You know, there's plenty from that tour, but that show, holy shit. Uh, last uh, three questions. Um, Miss Marie 619. Uh, what would you Six have done if wrestling didn't work? What career would you have been in? Uh, probably something with graphic arts. Um, I, and again, because of wrestling, I learned to have a backup plan. I read like it. I always referenced this interview I read with like Ted DiBiase when he's. It was just full of such good advice that like. If you wanted to get into business, you just remember that. I wish I still had it. But he's like, have a, he said something about having a backup plan. You know, nothing is guaranteed. So um, they had a career day at high school. And uh, there was a local Votech school that worked with my high school. And I was like, yeah, let's, let me take up a vocation, you know. Um, and I went to, I initially went there to try to do something with electronics you know, being an electrician. And I was like, yeah, there's too much fucking math in this motherfucker. So, but my boy, uh, was down, my boy Mario was going to graphic arts. He's like, dude, it's awesome. We're doing, you know, we're working on printing presses. We're doing stuff in the dark room, Mm -hmm. shit like that. Now there's another graphic arts across the way. I wish I would have took because they taught silk screening and shit like that. So I could have just, if I would have learned how to silk screen, I could be A, working in a, a t-shirt shop, making t-shirts. B, if you know wrestling worked out, I could just make my own shirts, yeah. you know? It, I, I could double dip, you know? Yeah. Um. All right, last two questions here. Um, yes. Fake name, fake name, fake name, <laughs> right? SummerSlam 99, you were spotted backstage during the Al Snow boss man match trying to electrocute Pepper with a car battery. Yes. What the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Moga uh, had it coming. Fucking Al beat my ass because I, you know, I made a Pepper joke. You know? <laughs> fuck that dog. Oh, man. All right. And the final question here. Tying all back into uh, the celebratory nature of uh, of today's episode, Patreon member Sean Jones, was it difficult up, moving the boulder from the mouth of the cave? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's all in the legs and the the hips. Yeah, lift with your legs. That's lift shit. with your legs. Yeah. This is a team lift, uh, uh, but it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for people to see the shirt, shirts that are coming out for this. 
Yeah, I've I've seen a sneak peek of one of them, and it's uh, it, it's so there'll be uh, two versions. Uh, one that our very talented Andy Slichter made, but uh, you know, like I said, I went to school for graphic arts, and then I could design shit. And I was like, you know, I haven't done anything in a while. Let me uh, let me let me just deck around. Yeah, I came up with one. So the, there'll be two options. There's nothing more and inspiring I, than dying and coming back to life. Yeah. To just be like, you know, I should pick up some of my old hobbies. I got a funeral to pay for. So. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and hey, you can support that funeral over at personalities.com slash blue meanie uh, if, if you'd be so kind. Um, and then, hey, we still, speaking of Andy Slichter, uh, we have a, a million Andy Slichter shirts over at prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. Uh, you can find some of my fun stuff at prowrestlingtees.com slash so says sure enough. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we hey, subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com slash mind of the meanie. Um, it's another great way to check out these episodes, and we will without question be having something coming from this August 7th uh little road trip that we're taking uh to the Brothers Gatter uh studio and store in Port Henry, New York. So um there'll be something up there. Uh, and also anytime we want to go go live. You know, yeah, um, it's a great place for us to go live. We want to share with all of you. But hey, if, if we're going to go live just for our Patreon members, make sure that you join Patreon at patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Um, but if it's too hard for you to remember all of this and you just wish that there was a way for us to update you all the time and for you to be able to know what's going on. Well, that's what social media is for. So follow us on social media at mind of the meanie and individually, if you'd be so kind at Blue Meanie BWO, and at So Says Chernoff. That's across the board. That's Twitter. That's that's Facebook. That's Instagram. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's Cameo. Hit up Cameo, yeah. too. Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. And uh, Cameo.com slash So Says Chernoff. Uh, we're there for you. Um, and, uh, man, what else? What did I miss? Did I miss anything? Mindofthemeanie.com. Chella man. Toys. Yeah, Chella Toys. Uh, we Got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, stuff I can't wait to uh, announce as well. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I think you nailed it. I think you got it. Nice. Well, 66 weeks of doing the same thing again and again eventually. Eventually get Red it right. Hog day. Um, Yeah, but, uh, man, with that meaning, any, any, uh, I, I want to say any, last week I said any last words and then you died. So I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts on this episode? What am I, Jerry Springer here with yeah. the fucking final thoughts? Uh, be be no, good to each other and what, I don't know what that is. Yeah, be, yeah. Uh, no, seriously, thank you to everybody who's here. Uh, thank you to the folks who join us each and every week on patreon.com slash mind of the media. Thank you to everybody who supports us through Pro and Keys, uh, through uh, Cameo, through all our ventures. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, we know you have a choice. And uh, it sounds corny, but we're grateful you chose us. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And uh, keep choosing us if you'd like to. Uh, And if you do, we'll we'll just keep being there for you. Every Monday, another trip into the mind of the moon. The world of NLW Radio never stops.